On today's episode of Impulse, Sam and I set sail in the Sea of Thieves. Yes. And we're going to share our insight on whether or not it's worth playing in 2019. Now, originally Sea of Thieves released back in March of 2018, with a beta prior to the release that originally had everyone hoping the full release would have more to do. It kind of didn't. A lot of people were complaining during the, the early on days of the beta and the alpha that there wasn't really a whole lot to Sea of Thieves. And to a lot of people's surprise, when the game released, it really didn't add much at all from the beta. It was kind of shocking. So, at the time, Sea of Thieves was considered by many, at least, to be like the new No Man's Sky, and, and Rare got a lot of flack for it. Yeah, I remember uh, when it was first announced, it was there was a, quite a bit of fanfare over it. It was just the whole idea of getting together with friends, exploring the seas, finding treasure, and uh, fighting other players or skeletons. That really sort of appealed to me, and uh, after hearing all the stuff about how um, how sort of, I guess, sameish it was, it never really piqued my interest until, uh, I guess, more recently. Yeah. And, you know, the video game industry in general is pretty sorely lacking in decent pirate games. There are definitely some good pirate games out there, but it's they're pretty scarce. Like, it was similar to the Red Dead Redemption situation of there being a really huge lack of Western games. And... I don't, I don't, I don't think we have that definitive pirate game as of yet, except maybe for Sid Meier's Pirates. But that game is, it's getting on there in age, so it's kind of shocking that is still maybe like for many people the go-to pirate game. Yeah, I was sort of hoping that would fill the void that was left by uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and yes, Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, and I recall watching the Giant Bomb streams, like shortly after the game came out, and. I felt like during those few hours of watching that stream, I had pretty much seen everything the game had to offer. But I think my first, like, initial take on the game is still just how gorgeous it is. Now, you know, graphically, it's not like some sort of outstanding showcase or anything like that, but the art direction is on point. The water effects, in particular, are incredible. Like, I would say this still has, like, the best ocean waves and, like, open sea I've, I've seen in a game, honestly. I'm uh, not going to disagree there. It's uh, it's a very it's a very pretty game, and uh, I suppose the art style and art direction really does make the game in terms of uh, in terms of visual impact. I think even so, whether whether you're above the sea or even under the sea, it looks pretty good. But uh, since release itself, there have been plenty of bug fixes and performance improvements, stuff like that has been added to the game. But for the most part, like the bulk of the kind of the content they've been going for is various events with. Tons of cosmetic items. The whole progression around this game is based on the cosmetics. Anytime you complete a mission, uh, either you know handing in a skull from a, a random skeleton pirate or hand in a chest, you're rewarded with a currency like gold. And that's basically the whole progression of the entire game. You, you are essentially saving up currency to buy cosmetics for your character and your ship. The other thing I like about the whole cosmetic-only thing is that it still keeps all the players on equal on equal footing with one another. Like, uh, if you get a new skin for your gun, it's not going to make the gun any more powerful or look prettier. And uh, if, you wear, if you wear clothing, it's not going to decrease the amount of damage you'll take. Everyone still, you know, dies the same way and all of the weapons still do the same damage. You're just changing how it looks. Sure. So that way you don't get, you know, you don't get sort of high-level people with really powerful weapons sort of dunking on you as soon as you get in the game. No, definitely. But I feel like that's that was like to be expected in a, in a kind of a, an open multiplayer kind of game like this. I, I still feel the progression is still really limited. Like, 
really the only like good sense of progression you get is like leveling up in the various guilds, whether you're handing in gold or catching fish for the hunter folks. But if you're looking for like a, a solid PvE experience, it's questionable. But if you're looking for PvP, plenty of fun to be had out in the high seas. Mm. Uh, no, I know, I remember the times we had sort of battling other people. But uh, even in the realm of PvE, they, they have added some new content. I believe at launch, there was the Kraken, which initially, like, I thought the Kraken would be, like, the de facto bad guy of the sea. Like, when you, when you encountered a Kraken, you'd be fucked, basically. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> we ran into our first Kraken. During the worst possible time, by the way. We were, we were trying to do the achievement for getting 20 chests on our ship. So, when a, when a Kraken finally showed up, I, like, panicked, thinking, oh, fuck, this is gonna be the end of this achievement run. But, sure enough, just between me and you, we took out that Kraken relatively easily. And, uh, all this was happening while there was a ghost ship nearby that we were afraid was gonna start attacking us, as well as another player ship sort of sailing past, too. Yeah, but it was a tad bit underwhelming. Uh, like, the fight itself was still relatively fun, and, you know, the tentacles come slamming down on the ship and you have to hit them with your sword or with your blunderbust or whatever. But I was surprised how how quickly it went down. But uh, since launch, they they have added a new enemy type in the form of the Megalodon Shark, which was actually something we fought before a Kraken, and those are pretty much maybe the biggest threat outside of skeleton ships and other players. They don't necessarily attack you unless you attack them, they'll kind of just pop their head out of the water and sort of like stalk your ship a little bit. But getting into a fight with those, in my opinion, is a lot more fun than the Kraken. Yeah, well, you've not only that, you've got to sort of track where the Megalodon is. The Megalodon will actively attack and damage your ship. Um, it can even sort of throw you off the ship. The Kraken might sort of grab you and uh, and uh, you've got to sort of fight it off. But uh, I sort of um, found the Megalodon a much more difficult opponent on the seas to fight than the, uh, the Kraken. But outside of that, they've also added some like alliances. So if you do find a friendly player out there... You can create a ship alliance and work together and, and do stuff together on multiple ships, I guess. That, that's a neat idea, as well as all kinds of different flag types, which is just honestly another excuse to add a whole variety of cosmetics so you can really customize your flag. Personally, we went with the, the crab, because uh, we were the land crabs. Indeed. And on that note, they added some new, new locations, including volcanoes. And, uh... That is, uh, that is how Landcrab Mark 1 ended. <laughs> yes, we, we went on a journey, we, we robbed a great deal of chests, and right before we decided to cash them all in, I, I saw a volcano in the distance during a storm, and I figured, oh, we, we need to get this volcano footage. We need to check out this volcano island. Uh, little did I know, when they erupt, turns out, you know, they'll shoot out giant-ass boulders of, you know, magma or lava or whatever, and they'll hit your ship and sink it. So we panicked... We went back to the ship in a panic to try and save the ship and, you know, repair the holes and bail out the water. But, to our surprise, the water around the island started boiling. So when our ship was sinking, we boiled to death. Uh, you know, a fitting end to the land crabs. Given how crabs are usually served, too. But uh, outside of, like, some new locations and stuff like that, they've also added the option now to have fishing, which I was surprised this was, like, a launch thing. But, uh, yeah, you can now fish and... It's a little basic, you just kind of like reel in there, not reel, you kind of pull in the opposite direction they're pulling, and they tire them out, and then you reel them in. And there's a whole guild now based around that, there's a hunter's guild or whatever, and you can cash in trophy-sized fish for points and stuff. It's 
It's not really a good way to earn gold, but it's it's a fun thing to do when you're maybe sailing on a long journey. And uh, if you're not cashing in fish, you can also cook the fish, and that's gonna uh, and that sort of heals you, and it gives you like a second health bar that will regenerate your health as you lose it. So there is benefits to just fishing than just taking it in and cashing it in. But uh, probably the biggest amount of content that they've added since launch is the anniversary update, which added a whole new line of uh, like missions or quests or whatever. I think they're called Lawn Tales, but anyways, this is probably the first time the game has actually had a, a somewhat of a narrative, and I don't know if there's like full-blown cutscenes, we, we haven't completed them as of yet, because they take a while. Like, some of them are like, I wouldn't say they're raids, but they're, they're almost entering the realm of raid territory with some of the boss fights. But anyways, they basically boil down to solving various puzzles and riddles and finding statues and bringing them to various locations and opening up secret caves and finding chests and, you know, fighting a whole load of skeletons. Uh, I don't know if, it, if this has been a thing since launch, but they've added a variety of different skeletons, or at least I think they have. I'm not sure if those were at launch or not, but there's, there's I guess, more tight skeletons now, which is neat. And they require you to sort of think out of the box. Like, you get the the shadow ones where you've got to raise your, you've got to raise your, uh, your lantern up so they can be visible for you to hit. Uh, you've got the the metal ones, which you need to throw water on so that they um, so they rust and you can hit them. Yeah, and you got like plant-based ones that uh, get more powerful when they're in water. So if you accidentally lure them into the water, or if they're in like a, a pond or whatever, they're they have you know an extra amount of health and they hit a lot harder. So you kind of gotta drag them out out to the the ground a little bit, and wait a little bit, and then they kind of dry up and they're and they're very easy to kill. Yeah, but uh, those bosses. Uh... That boss was uh, was something. I think I, I I joined in with you guys at the tail end of one of those uh, one of those long tails, pun unintended. And uh, I think we had to fight this boss skeleton that us and some other team had been shooting cannons at for nearly twenty minutes. Yeah, the, the boss fights are brutal. Uh, the story for this particular quest took us to the same island that that, uh, that another group of players were at, doing basically the same thing. So we had two of, like, the same bosses kind of standing on the beach. And the boss skeletons in particular are pretty much nigh impossible to fight with just your uh, your swords and your blunderbusses because they have all these AoE attacks and they hit really hard. So your best bet is to more or less kind of lure them to the beach and get on your ship and just, like, shoot from the safety of your ship with your cannons and your, your sniper rifles. Which just takes forever. We were there for maybe, like, 20 minutes just unloading with our cannons to try and kill this single boss after we help them take out theirs. It's it's a little bit much, I think. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we were amply rewarded for our efforts. We just robbed our friends while we were doing it. Yeah, it's the Sea of Thieves. You're not going to find nice people in a game like this. Spoiler, pirate games, big shock, people are going to try and steal your shit. Uh, it's a very common thing, and on that note, it can happen during these, like, very important story-driven kind of quests. Uh, for example, we had this, like, crab statue and me and Stingos were attempting it by ourselves, our friend Justin. Just me and him, and we kept running into this group of players who were basically stalking us, and it, essentially they would attack us every time we tried getting the statue, and then when we finally did get the statue, they inevitably stole it from us, so that could be pretty frustrating. In those cases, I think you'd have to basically straight up find a new server or just like restart the entire quest line and, and hope they just they hope it takes you somewhere else hmm. while we're on the topic of uh of going against other players uh another thing they recently introduced was the uh was the arena wasn't it 
yeah, the, the big PvP mode, the, the PvP focus mode. Uh, we only played a little bit of it. Not a, It was pretty brief. But it, it seems that a very fun mode. Essentially, it's broken up between four teams. One of the largest ships in the game, the Dalians or whatever. Which are behemoth in size. Like, they are massive. I don't know if I would ever use those in like the regular game mode. Because the turning radius on them just takes forever. But it's a fun mode where essentially... Like I said, it's broken up into teams, and you have to get a certain amount of currency, which you can either get from sinking boats, killing players, or finding chests. In kind of a, I wouldn't say a small map, but a fairly medium-sized map with different islands to sail around on. And it's really tense because it's really foggy as well. So if you're looking for that kind of like that fog of war experience with uh, some great naval combat, which by the way, I think this is, I honestly think this is Sea of Thieves' strongest aspect is the just the naval gameplay. And using the ships and whatnot. Like, I think, out of all the pirate games I've played, this is probably the best, like, ship-based combat. No, I can, uh, no, I can, I can agree with that. Like, um, with the harpoons they added in, you could use those to sort of latch onto other ships to, to make turning better, uh, you know, to make turning maneuvers and things like that. Um, the cannons you can also load up with special cannonballs as, a, as opposed to your regular ones, which will do things like, uh, drop the anchor, forcing the other ship to stay put. Or uh, get them to dance, which sort of makes them unable to to aim their cannons and fire back at you. There's a lot of a uh, lot of strategy to it, and um, and you know I'll agree that is the the sea combat is probably the uh, the strongest point of the game. I still can't help but feel like like a year on now, like I still recommend Sea of Thieves, especially if you get this for a low price. By the way, we we, we signed up for Xbox Game Pass for a buck for three months, so I mean at that price, Sea of Thieves is definitely worth it, but. Despite all that, I can't, I still can't help but feel like, without any context, a lot of what you're still doing more or less boils down to digging up chests and fighting skeletons. And over a year later now, it's I, I would I, I think there's still an argument to be made that it's lacking in content a fair bit. Yeah, but um, I suppose what what it really boils down to and what makes it so that we keep playing is just how pretty the game looks. The fact that not all of the islands look the same and um, and some of the places where treasures are buried or just the stuff you find even looking for the treasure or not even looking for it. No, it's it's definitely a game where you can make your own fun and whether it's robbing random players or just, just simply exploring. Like, it's, it's a great time burner, but like I said, if you're looking for something really story-driven or with some sort of, I guess, focus to it or a better progression... I don't think you're going to find that here. It's, uh, well, you could all, uh, comparing it again to um, No Man's Sky, they've, you know, they've come out and made these changes and it's taken it in the right direction, but makes you wonder if it's quite enough yet. I still recommend Sea of Thieves 2019 at the condition you have friends to play it with and that you don't spend a whole lot of money. I'd say go into the Netspots Game Pass route, get your friends involved, you're going to have a fun time. Yeah, um, I'm going to be of the same mind as you. It's uh, it's a fun game to play, and it's definitely one that you need to have uh, have friends or like-minded people to play with. Uh, with the level of content they've got out there, I'd say wait and see before sort of dropping full price on it. But uh, for the price of uh, the Xbox Game Pass, which was absurdly cheap, um, it's definitely worth looking at. 